0: Season 2, episode 10, the Patre Vostro, about your father. is over, but here on Posture Recaps, we're just getting kind of started on the fall of Rome. My name is Grace, but of course I'm not alone. I'm here with Dan Philly. Philly, how are you doing?
1: I am good, Grace. De Patre Vostro. Today is the day Rome falls. We have made it mm-hmm. every single weekday in
0: October. We've talked about Rome. Um, ironically, today is actually the day that Rome rises and it becomes an. M- I know. <laughs> I don't know how we, like, missed the fact that, like, that's what Rome is about. But, you know, the pun is too good. So it's actually the rise of Rome, I think. Listen,
1: Imperio Caesar Wiggler, he likes his wordplay, Chris. He likes a pun. It is the fall. We are talking about Rome. And so it's been the fall of Rome. It has been the fall fall of Rome. Rome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, But, uh, yeah, as we talk about the finale here, yeah, it's essentially the end of Mark Antony and Cleopatra and the rise of the new conqueror emperor dictator one octavian julius Caesar. he's
1: none of those yeah. things he's just the first citizen grace how dare he's you also citizen. it took yeah. an incredible amount of restraint and you should know that it's an influence of you podcasting on me to not make a joke about the patre vostro uh about your father taylor sheridan, sheridan which people would know if they are yeah. listening to our Yellowstone coverage <clears throat> weekly yep. Yep. uh yeah this is it this is the finale honestly uh, we had gotten some questions early on of like people were curious how we would receive season two and my initial response to that was like I don't remember not liking it at the time like I I walked away from Rome like this is a show I really enjoyed I think that means it has to end in a way I really enjoyed I didn't remember a lot of the moving pieces but I think it's a really good finale of, of like a truncated television show like we live in this weird landscape now where the streaming services pick up these shows and like they don't know if they're going to get another season but it's also like this age of everything has to lead to something else like every bit of like air quotes content which was not a word we used when Rome was like airing on HBO but all content must lead towards other content right Mm -hmm. and I think it's like a really cynical space for a lot of the TV that gets like published and created and like so many shows die kind of like quietly and ignominiously without like Like, you know, getting the follow through in the same way that Rome ended up. But at least like Rome had the um, fortunate circumstance of getting the word, hey, we're not going forward with this. And they were able to like tie it up in a bow. And the plan was like for five seasons overall. A lot of this stuff that we dealt with in season two would have been like full season arcs. And I think it's handled pretty effectively, especially over the course of like these last couple of episodes, these final three, I think, you know.
0: Yeah, I think that you'd probably see in a show that gets renewed for another season that the we hang out in Egypt a lot. Yes, probably rather than <clears throat> rushing, um, we we fast forward through time last episode to basically get us to where we are, so that we can end on the death of uh, Mark Antony and Cleopatra and and the rise of um, Octavian. But I do think for like what it's worth, this, you know, for a two season show, this is like a really, you know, I do think the the fall of the man who made it possible, the rise and fall of the man who made it possible for Rome to become an empire. And then the man who basically follows through with that promise in mm-hmm. Julius Caesar and then Octavian, I think is, you know, pretty smart. I think I think it's um, a good a good arc and is good of a place maybe to, to do it. Of course, like, you know, in the era of like, yeah, I want sorry. <clears throat> more content all the time like i don't know i feel like this is like pretty pretty good and if we got more episodes it wouldn't have worked to do the fall of rome it would have been like you know all of October, i know and yeah a would have been november. tricky maybe
1: yeah. we would have had to do it in november but that's yeah. weird this holiday this is a lot yeah yeah no this was perfect it ended up being really fortunate for us i'm with you i think that you could see the world where like this is a plot of a movie right mm-hmm. uh, like we go through like exactly this sequence and kind of like end and like you know it could be a little bit more maybe centralized around the point of view of, like a Mark Anthony I obviously have been indexed on Mark Anthony from the beginning because I remember like you know in, in so many ways I think this is like his show even more than it's Caesar's but it's all of these people's shows right we talk about like Caesar carved the way for all of this to happen Caesar really only was able to like do what he did because of like an emperor not emperor but like somebody before him who like was the first kind of Roman to bring soldiers to Rome and like march Mm -hmm. their legions onto like the capital, as it were in that way. So like, you know, Caesar walked so Octavian can run. It's kind of like compelling and interesting. I just love how we've stayed in this space. Like, we talked about it a little bit yesterday on the pod, but I, but I really think it's such a strong ending because we are really still rooted in Lucius Verinus and in Titus Pulo. And I think that there's a way where like those characters could have gotten short shrift to the greater, like pomp and circumstance of the more important people, right. To shove like some big scenes in here that are like epic and explosive or whatever. But it really is like an intimate and kind of personal episode. That's as much about the friendship between these two men, like and where they find themselves at the end of the story as it is about the rise of octavian you know
0: yeah all right let me give a quick recap here and then we'll we'll ta- talk about uh, the episode so anthony and cleopatra the face of defeats by octavian decide together to opt for the tragic ends of their lives through suicide farinus aids anthony in taking his own life and cleopatra chooses to join him but uh, she decides not to do that, and instead ends up meeting with Octavian, um, hoping that she can spare her life and the son, uh, the life of her son. Um, Verenus ultimately takes young Caesarion and escapes. Um, Octavian uh, decides to reconcile um, as a gesture of goodwill, but is trying to make sure that the son, the boy, is killed. Um, Cleopatra ultimately decides to uh, uh, meet her fate by a snake bite. Um, And Octavian dispatches Pulo to locate Caesarea and Varinus and encourage their return. Pulo and Varinus clash with Roman legionnaires, leading to a confrontation where Varinus sustains grievous wounds, though not grievous enough to not die in the moment and instead be carried back to Rome where he meets with his family. There he dies. Um, Atia confronts Livia about her intentions and stands resolute um, uh, to to support her son. Pulo and his son walk off as Caesarian promises revenge for his mother uh, and his father. And Pulo responds, well, about your father. Um, That's basically what happened on the finale of rome where do you want to begin rich
1: that basically is what happened all my life all the month i've been fearful of the end of rome but now that it's come it's not as terrible as i expected Crazy. you want to start you want to start at the ending
0: you want to start at the ending i love pulo and again they get me i would watch i'm yes very sad that ray stevenson has passed away because i would watch cesarean and pulo i would want they got me i hated it i hated it that that was it was his kid i hated it i hated it and yet here i am being like wow, I would, I would watch the hell out of this TV show. <laughs> it would be fantastic.
1: I absolutely love it. Huge star Wars energy there. It really is. Um, you know, so much for me of like the joy of talking through this show all month is like getting to really spend the month with Ray Stevenson. He's such an awesome actor. And I think that he's gotten like short shrift at a couple of roles. I think that like, he really was incredible in Ahsoka very recently. And it's so unfortunate that that's going to be his last performance. And he can't reprise that character in any other star Wars properties after the fact uh, that's no spoilers star wars is weird and we can like jump into prequels or postquels or whatever so go watch mm-hmm. ahsoka if you haven't already and you want more ray in your life but i think it's awesome grace like i i talked about it yesterday on the pod with you but i was nervous when you were like oh i don't like this and I'm like this is a pretty important plot point and i love it so much like i'm not we i'm on record as like not necessarily a fan of kids i don't need kids in, like all my drama this is so freaking good the energy between these two especially This particular kid and Titus Pulo is like we get it in the beginning of like him with Marina. So like we're never camping outside again. I'm going to give you so many states and countries once I'm back in control of Egypt. It's very magnificent setup because you can like write the show for yourself like after the episode ends. You can imagine what it mm-hmm. looks like. Um mm-hmm. and I just think it's like a beautiful way to get the title name. Some of the titles have been a little bit of a reach. This is a really good one about mm-hmm. your father.
0: Yeah. I mean I it is mostly that I just love little cesarean who is like way too big for his britches you know yes. he's like way too confident he's like i'm gonna kill everybody i think it's pretty funny and so then pulo having to deal with that who Pulo's shown to be a pretty capable like at least father like figure to to varinus's children and so yeah that ending is 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 pretty good um yeah i <laughs> I mean, I do love yeah. little cesarean cursing mm-hmm. everybody yeah, when they come
1: good. up on the centurions and pull its like, yeah. come on, let's just kill them all. And yeah. the, the is like, no, no. this is an order. We're going to talk away through." He's like, come on, little princeling back here. Like, yeah. we're done for, you know, and the kid like cursing these people. It's just so funny. He's so. Which much. is how they
0: end up fighting. They almost get through. But he's like, I curse you. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, I mean, we get here basically like, you know, Antony and Cleopatra have have lost, they've defeated, their armies have lost, and they're holed up in in sort of the fortress um, that, um, you know, I think... Is it Octavian who says even like an idiot could could uh could fend off an army in the in a the A man, I think, right? Because yeah.
1: like the 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 servants coming back and it's like, Yeah, he's out of his mind high on opium. Yeah. <laughs> like, he seems like barely functional. He's not like mad, but he's definitely drugged. And by the way, Cleopatra is like as sharp as a razor. She's dialed in, she's completely clear, like we've got our situation on our hands, you know? And Caesar being like, Yeah, even a madman can just hole up in there. We get we we got to like maybe not tear the palace down with the queen inside of it if we don't want to piss the people off, you know?
0: Yeah, it's pretty pretty here the way that they're like, all right, we'll take our own lives. And then Anthony does it with the help of Verena's. So he like it's like, you know, you know, the sword gets placed in front of him and then he's going to like push himself towards Verinas. again the fact that like these men Are around for all the important moment every Important moment must have Varinus and Pulo Titus one, one of them one of the at two least of them there. Yeah
1: 50 yeah. 50 uh, That's why Timon wasn't able to like Manage Herod back there they just yeah. needed to recruit One of Varinus or Pulo would have gone Off that edge. yeah that's
0: right um, And so yeah uh, Anthony is Going to 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 kill yeah. himself And then Clippiatra's the like Hmm maybe I could like make a Deal <laughs> Oh, see, I brutal. like read
1: it the other way, Grace. Like I'm reading that as like a pure manipulation. She's getting him to kill himself by pretending that she's no, has yeah. already, right? No, yes, yeah,
0: yeah, no, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's pretty evil, in fact. To be it's like.
1: crushing. Yeah, yeah. I love she I love... exchanges
0: Anthony's body for her freedom, basically, right? That's yeah, that's
1: precisely what she's gonna do. I love yeah. the whole discussion that she's having there where she's like, um, I you know, it's gonna be an, an eternity of like dishonor, I'm going to like you know, dishonor my name for the rest of history for what? And it's like to live. And she gives this same response that has been said to Pasca a bunch of times, which is like, that's a slave's answer. It's the kind of thing that Mark Anthony has said to Pasca, like that slave thinking of like, it's good enough to live. There's this big theme that gets put here after, you know, Mark Anthony's dead and and Cleopatra brings the children. She's like, look, children by his own hand, that's how nobility dies. And then even Pula is going to say it to little Caesarean, Of like, yeah, listen, your mother killed herself, but that's good. Actually, it's a really honorable way to die, which is so different from, I think, the way that we look at like suicide today and certainly like over the course of history between now and then these notions of like honor and propriety of like having control of your own fate, of being able to like decide your own destiny. But it really is cutting to see her do this. What I love is seeing like the humanity underneath. Like it's so clear that she's uh, destroyed that she did this. She is Mm -hmm. like sad by it, but she's making the pragmatic decisions that somebody in a position of rulership has to make. Like she's got children that she's trying to keep alive. She's got a kingdom that she's trying to like keep intact. And she's got like her own self indulgent interests of like, I don't want to die. Right. So it's like that cocktail of like all these different motivations, like mixed up again, that I think is really compelling in the way that they do it, you know?
0: I mean, a lot of the suicide stuff is also like, you know, uh, obviously like, uh, you know, I, anybody should, you know, reach out for support and help if you need, you know, if you're having uh, these thoughts. But there's a, a big religious aspect to that as well, like the way that like a lot of Christianity has like the way like, you know, oh, it, it sure. much more like demonizes um, suicide, which I, you know, I, I don't I don't want anybody to commit suicide. And also, I think that like I don't think the like the Christianity way of like, you know, it's like you know, it's like the death penalty for murder, you know, it's like, doesn't it's proven not to work in the same way yeah, that this like is not like, like, like a
1: balanced equation per yeah. se and yeah mm-hmm. you definitely like should look for resources for help if you are struggling it's a really like serious issue but i'm with you like it, it's very much the oh yeah what do the pagans do we got to do the opposite right like let's right. flip the script on this this can't right. be okay anymore no more human sacrifices no suicide uh-uh. our god hates that
0: mm-hmm. um so cleopatra i think can kind of read that like yeah as much as octavian is saying like yeah all good. Uh she does absolutely does not want to um, you know, be humiliated by this man. And so is ultimate is also once she knows that um Caesarean is uh is is gone and but and hopefully safe, she's going to also kill herself. Uh her her choice being via snake
1: bite. Uh, Lindsay Marshall is the woman playing Cleopatra I think this is so good the meeting between her and Octavian Mm -hmm. and Octavian being like all kind of like all the right things it's all like you know milk and honey on his tongue and it's so transparent he's so like cold and dispassionate it's the same little kid who's like so just like Pragmatic and practical To a degree that he's cold and I love that like Mancinus is the one to be like yeah sometimes Actually when you're trying to be Really charming it makes it worse you Know like that she immediately Goes back in and is like oh my God like she collapses on The floor it's a really powerful performance I think that she gives is like she's Wailing with the recognition of like this Monster like I mm-hmm. can't make a deal With him I need to like go and find my Own route out like um, you know Anthony and Varinus go- through this whole, like, suicide together, the way that Varinus meets him. Because we've seen across these last couple of episodes, like, Varenus doesn't approve of this behavior, you know, right for as much as like Verenus is well he couldn't.
0: Mark Anthony comes and tells him to commit suicide at one point, right? He comes to his house when he has the head. Yes. He's like, You should kill yourself. He's like, Well, if you're not gonna kill yourself, I have work for you today.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I just mean even like the behavior leading up to it, like Anthony's whole like decline or whatever, his use of opium, the fact that he's like so kind of wrapped up in this love affair. Like Verenus has been like kind of contemptuous. We see Anthony like blown out of his mind, like kill this guy because he's going to practice for his duel right mm-hmm. he's fighting one of like the courtiers in in like uh, and then kills him when the
0: man like scratches him
1: exactly right and like Verenus doesn't approve of all this nonsense but mm-hmm. in the end he says to him it's the necessary fiction again grace like whether it's a fiction or not for Varenus, it doesn't matter but like it's been an honor to serve with you and that's like the last beat that Mark Anthony gets like has it I really hope so. Like, I really Mm -hmm. hope so, you know? And the way that they do it, like this hug, I talk about like the Shakespearean elements of all this, like it feels so Shakespearean and over the top and operatic and powerful. Mm -hmm. And the thing that like destroys me is Verena's putting him in the armor. Like Verena's putting him back in his Roman armor, cleaning the makeup off of his face, putting him in the throne with the sword at his side. This is like such good stuff. Grace. This is why men think of the roman empire every day (laughs) you know what i mean the reality is like a lot of people are gonna like die of heart attacks in their car trying to get to like work in the morning you know and like this is such a like glorious over the top end for like this larger than life character in history like i don't know it's easy to get caught up in the romanticism of all of it you know
0: yeah, let's talk about. So then, Caesarion is gone with Varinas Pulo is going to be told by Octavian, go find him, go find the boy. So they're going to chase after. Him. They'll find each other and they'll agree together to try and you know hide him. Um, when they stop at the legionnaires and they try to talk their way out of it, Caesarion curses the man and they fight. I, this is my least favorite part of the finale. It's not that they fight. I actually love. You know, getting a Titus Pulo Varinus fight. Gotta get affected, a little scrap. like scrap. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fine. They kill a bunch of people. Great. Cat that's exactly what Rome has taught <laughs> me is gonna happen. Love it. <laughs> Verenus getting stabbed. They are seemingly so friggin' far from Rome, and yet Verenus will live ju- and this is this is three episodes in a row, Rich, of the person dying who dies on the deathbed with their final words and perfectly. So they die. Perfectly. perfectly yeah i hate it so much and it's just like you know do it like once twice three times too much and especially from like we're so far from rome but don't worry i'll bring you back to your family and then like makes has him survive all the way back to to rome to see it's his family insane. Yeah. just do have the fight friggin be in rome i guess like they don't want to because like that would put attention and then with i don't know just like figure the story out where you don't have to like travel super far from him but again maybe this is like a cheaper fight if that's the thing i don't know i just i i like the fight i hate the result of the fight that it's like this is how farinas is going to die but also he's going to live long enough that he's going to like get to go to his family and again i don't mind that it's just like it's so convoluted and maybe i should give them credit because like whatever it's the finale but I really didn't like it.
1: No, so I think that in the last couple of episodes, there have been things that I distinctly really didn't like, and it's been mostly related to like the intimacy and the use of like uh, you know, like sex and all, but but like this is it for the finale. It's this plot point is like it's just bad, Grace. This is what I like constantly am pointing at. I'm like, this is the writing of TV like 20 years ago that was like consistently this bad, and you just kind of had to be like well,
0: all right. <laughs> we, want, we want the you know? fight, and we want Breenas to, like, get injured in the fight, and then we also want Breenas to have, like, the deathbed moment with his family, and it's like they just are like, so don't worry about the like- middle. Uh, you, know. you
1: know, Gladiator like Maximus, Jasper Brutus gets injured, and then they put him on a cart and they drive him across the continent, and he's all infected, <laughs> and they got to clean him up with maggots. You know, and they put the maggots in him. So, Mascus like, has been injured for four
0: years. I know. Ritus is not making it back <laughs> to Rome.
1: He's still alive. This is just so goofy. And there's a world where like he could have had an infection where like it's not obvious he's dying until he gets back to Rome and just sure. dies, right? And we as modern yeah. people would understand this. Yeah got infected hmm. and has killed him and like the the children maybe have the weight of like oh my god like we never forgave him we cursed him like I do love the final beat of him dying. I'm okay with him getting the final words in the deathbed but it's so you, because it's green. Yes. yes. Like, it, it's like yeah. really insanely clumsy That he's able to travel like thousands of miles Back via ship and cart And like Pulo presumably stealing More horses like It's just crazy it makes no sense that it's Really inelegant and I'm with you but The like final stinger of Verena's dying And Verena the elder coming in to like Give him the necessary fiction yeah. And kiss his hand yeah. it works Yeah, That, that works for me
0: that's yeah. fine and again like If you don't do this with like friggin Gaia last episode and Arene the episode before <laughs> i know i know yeah, yeah you know yeah it's but, much
1: more reason to like it's even further reason to indict the entire gaia erin a storyline right that yes, like makes yes, it really ridiculous yes. and bad i think then there's it's only once
0: way- in the in the whole in the end run of the show where this happens and i'm like not as map but i'm like you yep. did
1: three times in a row three episodes in a row right uh with like a beloved character a uh, like hated character and now another beloved character I also thought a lot about this. I try not to like rewrite TV too much on these podcasts, but I know I do it a lot. I do it a lot.
0: It comes from my wrestling background, where everybody is constantly fantasy booking everything. I feel like it's like ingrained in me. I think I
1: should be doing it more. I think that that's something I used to do when I didn't podcast as much. I would think about the way I would do it and whatever. But I, I think there's even a way where like they come back into the Aventine and like somebody like. That, that Varinus is like wrong Varinus was like a son of Hades Man Varinus was not like That gambling guy from device. episode 2 <laughs> Exactly just like rolls up And puts a knife in his back and the uh-huh. idea that He makes it all the way home But ultimately like does die on the doorstep I think would work like a lot better uh if it were unrelated I, you know there's a way to get here this was not the best way
0: you can fight the legionnaires in robe you can have anybody be like uh-oh you know that's you know anyway whatever it doesn't matter or just be closer to Rome. it's fine it doesn't matter let's take a little bit you know I, I thought it was really interesting here that basically the last note and i actually thought we were ending the show and i'm so glad we don't because we get the one more scene of like Caesarian like popping out of the, <laughs> the i don't know Pula walking and the Cesare just like hopping out of the alleyway being like so we're good he bought it it's like so funny anyway it's really matter. good right? that's the yeah. final beat but i thought we were gonna actually end on atia and i just want to talk through this idea that you have this atia and livia conversation and it's it's her being like you know Many women have tried to take me out. Um and uh, go try and find them, I think is what she said. It's really good. It's really good. It's very um, good. Yeah. But you have the celebration, right? Of Octavian is is triumph, he's triumphed, he's having a parade, he's being celebrated. But the last look of basically Octavian's story is lingering on Atya mm-hmm. of like you know, the mother of the man. Uh, who came to power, right? I thought it was a, such an interesting choice. It is not because I, you know, thinking about this this show and and watching it, and what is it? What's it? What was it trying to tell us about Rome? Like, what are what are its theses? What what are its what are the ideas that it feels like needed to be told to us? And I just think it's it's interesting to sit and think about the fact that the last moment, because for me, the two seasons have been basically the rise of julius caesar the fall of julius caesar the rise of octavian right uh, that's mm-hmm. like to me the the story with pulo and verinus like being two mm-hmm. soldiers mixed up in all of it right that's for me that's basically it but the show ends that piece the like you know caesar you know the house of caesar piece on Actia, and i just wonder like your thought on on that like why do we why do we linger there what's the choice there
1: Well, I think that, like, so, you know, I think it's very much what you're saying. It is about the rise and fall of Julius Caesar and, like, the rise and and the growth of Octavian, right? Um, I also think, like, and this is a thing that I go to a lot with a lot of TV. and, And I sometimes, like, I feel like I'm generally in the minority. But I think it's very much the story of, like, how fleeting all of this was like how many it's it's in so many ways like down to like young Lucius grabbing the paper hat and like getting the scroll like Pulo and Verena's being at every important moment we joke about it but it's a bit about the story of like how Delicately balanced, all of these events that have shaped history for thousands of years afterwards were, and how many like silent, unknown, anonymous players participated in the game. You talked a little bit on yesterday's podcast about how Actia is kind of like a fusion of a lot of different women that existed in Mark Anthony's life. I know that historically they talk about Actia being like a little bit of the original helicopter parent, that Mm -hmm. she was like the exact opposite of kind of what we got in season one. She really sheltered Octavia she kept him like withdrawn and in the house Octavian was like sickly all the time there was none of this like go bet a woman go murder a man like you need to be a good Roman like that wasn't part of the energy and so I think like part of the thesis and part of lingering on Atti at the end here is the way that like the women of this culture had like incredible power when we look at the course of events when from your perspective of like the story fundamentally being about season one the rise and fall of Julius Caesar like the fall of Julius Caesar is almost entirely precipitated by Atia, right? Like she throws the pebble off the mountain with her little bit of graffiti that turns into the avalanche that is Servilia getting like Cato and Cicero and all of them, right? And Brutus to like murder him in the Senate, which is then going to like culminate into like everything with Mark Antony again. Then we reset in season two. We get the new triumvirate, right? And she's mm-hmm. going to nudge again on Antony and create her own doom in this way. And so I think that the lingering shot on Atia in the end and part of what i talked about like on yesterday's podcast why i'm glad that she doesn't die as some type of like comeuppance for all of this is like for better or for worse is a woman who wielded incredible power like she changed the course of history irrevocably just like titus pulo just like lucius farinas just like even memio right Uh, locked in the cage with this robin williams haircut like all of these people contributed to the circumstance that led to The rise of Octavian Caesar And the fall of Julius Caesar for that matter And the death of Mark Anthony and Cleopatra And like all of these pieces Are so interconnected And that's the tapestry of life Grace right like it's so much of what we talk about On these podcasts like yeah sure It might have been a cross out it might have been an underline But like why would it be Either one of those things that's the juice Is like the conflict in the human heart And like the interconnectedness of these Small moments becoming big moments Becoming historic moments right mm-hmm. so i just love lingering on atia I'm like this woman who wanted so badly to have power when we met her in episode one she gets the power at what cost and this is a story we've told a thousand times to the extent that like she can't even go like you know octavia says to her you're the mother of the first citizen and she's like whoopee yay but ultimately mm-hmm. in the end she's not going to like show weakness it is very much about the honor of these roman people in the same way that like mark anthony's going to kill himself as is cleopatra it's the honorable way to go for nobility to like govern their own destiny atia is not going to show weakness atia is not going to like be weak and not show up despite how badly this hurts she's going to walk into that room own the space and demand that she works first like she is the mother of the first citizen of rome great
0: Yeah. I just think it's very interesting. It's an interesting choice because you, I feel like traditional sense would say you like linger on Octavian, right? He is, he is the man who like moving forward, but it's, it, it's so interesting to me that they instead choose it on Aotea, which can be all sorts of things like, was all of this worth it? Well, you know, what have I done? I'm the, I'm the you know, the person who created this, this Monster. individual who is now The two of them are so yeah.
1: similar. That's what strikes me at the end, right? The similarities between these two in the same way of like Verena, the elder and Verena's himself, like they can't get along because they're so alike, you know?
0: yeah many of the disagreements that have come in my family are the fact that we are all yeah. similarly stubborn you know yeah. so yeah, yeah i definitely yeah. definitely get it yeah i just thought it was interesting that like that's where we linger and then yeah obviously we get this this final beat here with um with with pulo and Caesarian. i mean rich that's that's rome i mean we just kind of like talked a little bit about this he's like what is the show trying to teach us i mean i don't know that we like you know in terms of that I feel like there's all of that, all of that that you just said in terms of, you know, what makes these people, these, you know, p- power corrupting um all of, all of that. And I really admire the choice. It's something I said about succession was that when you look back at that pilot, it has an element to the common man in a way that the rest of the episodes don't. They really, they really left that. And again, I think I've joked like, yeah, how much can Pulo and Varenas be the common men when they're like, one of them killed Cicero. Yeah, you know? yeah, like yeah. They stopped Mark Antony from being able to get to the Senate to veto. Like, they're so, like, Verenus is with Mark Antony when he commits suicide. Like, arguably, if this were true, they're, like, the most important. Like, they're arguably as important as these other men who Their are documents names and women.
1: Down in eternity,
0: yeah. Who are documented in history. I do think it's, like, for the most part, I have, like, some quibbles with it. But, you know, the fact that historians love this show, Roman historians do think that like this is like so accurate. I think that they took the liberties where they were able to take liberties, right? In terms of it would just be, you know, all of those people who did those things, like, who know, I don't know whether somebody was with Mark Anthony, but like people did kill Cicero. And yep. why have it be? nameless background actor number four when you can have it be ray stevenson and so as much as like you know i certainly still i don't still love the pulo cesarean like like that like that's not caesar's son at the same time like yeah i do think like the ending is really funny and really good and so i i like that for as much as the show especially in season two there's so much stuff that we were like yeah maybe too far maybe too much at the same time this show does have a levity to it that I think was made it incredibly enjoyable and fun to watch as like a TV viewer in terms of, oh, it is kind of fun to think that like, yeah, Pulo goes and takes speeches while Cicero dies, you know, like, uh you know, they're around all the time. Place Pulo sleeps with Cleopatra. That is a storyline from this show. I you know I I think adding in that element is something I was not expecting from the show. I thought we were going to be like super serious Julius Caesar, and we'd make fun of like them. And little did I know we would get these like two characters in in Veriness and Tireswu who I very immediately clocked as like our buddy cop duo, oh, super yeah. serious man, like straight man, and 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 the the wild one. And um, yeah, just I feel like that's such a key aspect to the show working i feel like the show is a huge element
1: yeah because i think we do it again and again and again we like reframe that type of pairing so many times like i think you could look at atia and octavia as like the wild crazy out of control mom and the much more like restrained kind of like
0: the last of us was like this where it was like yeah the joel um the joel and ellie and then people kept being like yeah then you every episode you get this pair, and you would be like oh which one's joel and which one's ellie and so i feel like we kind of do the same thing here with like yeah bunch of pairs. It's like, who's Varinus? Who's Pulo? You know? And at times...
1: again, Like Mancinus and Caesar, you know? Like, we don't really get into, like, why Mancinus is there. He's clearly cutting, but, like, he's, like, out of control, you know? Um, I don't know. I think there's just so many good performances, and it's a thing that I hook in on a lot. Like, I talked about it a lot for the Book of Boba Fett. This is a show that got criticized because, like, there were all these peripheral characters that came in, and people would be like, what about Boba Fett? It even happened on, like, the Mandalorian season three a little bit, where we're dealing with more peripheral people, and I, I love that because I really am like, I, I over index on this idea that like a person's life, it's about more than just them. You know, like you go out into the world, you're impacted by people. You're informed by like all these other people that you spend time with and like the company you keep, the people who've like raised you and imparted wisdom on you and like kind of governed, uh, you know, the, the, the basis of your own sort of morality and expectations in that way. I just think you, Get like so many really strong performances across it all as well I've obviously been like super high on James Perfoy's Mark Anthony I think like he's got the same kind of like manic out of control energy that brings like he just brings so much levity like he, he that could be is such a like pretentiously serious like character but he's really funny actually is really funny there's like all of this comedy that plays off Octavian not being funny you know what I mean like there is this incredible Incredible levity that exists in the show amidst like really harsh kind of serious stuff that's going down left and right that I think um, makes it just a really compelling drama and something that you're able to go back to and like connect with and when you look at like the historians that are praising it there's just so much small detail work of like the armoring the props the costuming even like all of like the kind of references I talked about it a lot throughout the show Grace but like we get so many gods that get name checked in these last couple of episodes that like mm-hmm. we barely even stop in on of like Orbona this is the god of like children to new parents, of orphans, of like children that are going through like hard things. This is the temple that Lydie serves at, that Verena the Elder ends up at. Like you have uh, you know, young little Caesareon like talking about Anubis, which is like the Egyptian god of death. There's all this small stuff that's baked into the dialogue that I think if you like go back and rewatch the show, it even leaps out at you a little bit more because you've got the gist of the story and you can focus in on the micro a little bit like it's just a really well layered show that that does like drama and comedy pretty well while also like depicting these giant moments of history while like threading the needle on a budget grace you know I mean and like trying to make it like manageable how are we going to do this if we can't show these gigantic like legionnaire battles if we can't do like uh you know Anthony's speech or like the Brutus in the line or whatever they like subverted expectations in a lot of really clever ways i think
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i've really enjoyed talking it through all right one last time here rich let's send some people into the arena you get to go first
1: oh my gosh i get to go first i'm sending titus Mm -hmm. pulo i don't care ray stevens man i think it's the huge titus pulo come up episode i think to the cesarean of it all like He might be Julius Caesar's kid, right? We don't know. Mm -hmm. We're not doing 23andMe tests on this poor kid, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. Who's to say what's going on there? But the notion that Pulo wants it to be his kid and that he's had a lot of stuff robbed from him. He loses his best friend. He Mm -hmm. lost his wife. He lost his child he might have been able to get from that wife. He lost his girlfriend after the wife because she murdered the wife. Like, Pulo comes up huge here. He manages Mm -hmm. somehow, Grace, against Mm -hmm. all odds to bring his murdered, half murdered friend across like thousands of miles yeah <laughs> he does get Verena's home like i don't know it's a big titus pulo episode good for him man
0: yeah i mean uh i think i'll give it like i think pulo will win but i do think that uh nobody delighted me more in the last episode and last episode i think then one cesarean yeah, um, so, <laughs> so i'm gonna put cesarean in even though i do think pulo has a much better episode and pulo ends up uh running away with it a bit here at the end The last two episodes he wins both battles, so he goes to seven and two um so he clearly has the most wins of anybody um only one person ends up with a perfect record do you recall who that is uh Rick? it's julius caesar isn't it oh, and julius caesar yes um uh verinus goes five and two octavian goes four and one caesar three and oh Servilia goes two and two. Pasca one and okay. one. Okay. Cicero one and one. Okay. And then we have uh, Mark Antony has the most losses at zero and three. Attia, oh, no, boy, poor boy. Atia at zero and two. And then Pompey, Cleopatra, Arene, Lydie, Gaia, and Caesarion all zero and one in the col- in the Colosseum. Yeah. I'm 100. sorry. I
1: know you said it already, but what was Varinus again? Five and two. Yeah. Five and two. And Pulo ended up where? Seven and two. Yeah. yeah it's there look ray stevens gets the much more fun character yes. i just can't yes. overstate before we walk away from this thing every like day grace i really struggle with like is there a way i could get lucius Verenus into the arena i, know. Kenny I, know. I, know. I love lucius farinas so much i think like his growth i just the energy between them is like really compelling but i love this character so much that i i really like you know if i'm gonna like make the D version of like the wrong characters. A hundred percent. I'm going to play Lucius Veritas. I would play this guy for years in a campaign, you
0: know, and I would play Caesarian. <laughs> it works. I'll throw yeah. the ball with you. Let's play catch. Let's make, um, yeah, we're, we'll probably do. We'll probably have a way to highlight some of, um, our favorite things about some of our, our, our folks here. We're, we're not done on the fall of Rome, uh, even if it is uh, the end of, of the month. Um, all right. From this episode in particular, do you want to highlight a particular scene?
1: Yeah, it's definitely, you know, back to like me and my pretentious heirs or whatever. It's Lucius Verena's putting the armor on Mark Antony. Like right. The small things of like wiping off the eye makeup, like putting him in his like his legionnaire's armor of like, no, this is a Roman. There's that beat where like they drink together, right? Like mm-hmm. come Verena, sit with me, drink. And Verena's like pounds back the coffer or whatever. And he's like, that's how a Roman drinks. It's so you know sad because Varinus is not this man's friend they're not friends you know mm-hmm. this, this is superior but like and Verenus even has like some contempt for the choices Anthony's made but he will like do his duty and let this man be honored in the way that he thinks is fitting they've like been through uh, you know blood and hell together ultimately they've battled like across the world and I, I just uh, you know again Grace this is why men think of the Roman Empire every day <laughs> You know, it's really good. I'm gonna,
0: I gotta, I gotta highlight the last scene. It's so funny. Pula's walking, Caesarian pops out of an alleyway and is like, So he bought it? He's like, Yep, we're good. And he's like, Great, I'm gonna curse him and I'm gonna kill him. (laughs) On, I will
1: Sorry. get vengeance from my mother and bring honor
0: back to the name of my father. Uh, yeah, he's so petulant. About yeah. your father. Yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. I like it all. Well, there
1: is the beat where like Cleopatra comes back in and is like, um, what does she say? He has a despicable soul, oh, a yeah. uh-huh. bad Octavian. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or she says it to him when he comes to like see her on the throne room. This is apparently yeah. a thing that like the showrunner, like somebody said to him on the New York City subway, and he just loved it so much. He you have it. a
0: despicable soul. Yeah, pretty good.
1: A random like New Yorker just walked up to him on
0: the subway and called it. This happens, you know, that's pretty funny. Yeah, Yeah, I love the last scene. That's my highlight. All right, Rich, this has been so fun. Uh, I've loved chatting with you for every weekday this month. Um, if people are listening to this, if you've listened to all our episodes or some of them and they jumped in for the finale, I really want to thank you. This is a bit of a silly idea that Joshua regularly through at the two of us. I'd never seen Rome before. I absolutely loved watching it. I love talking about it each day. There's something, a bit of a manic energy that you get when you, when you do this uh, you daily, know, daily, yeah. this probably you know, every day I'm like, part of my day was to like watch an episode of HBO's Rome, you know? So if you did this either as you watched along um, with us um, in, in October of 2023, or part of this project also is that this is a show that was not in PSR's catalog is now in PSR's catalog. And people can go back and find it. If they're ever are rewatching the TV show Rome, you can do it. Um, So one thing I think we should do rich is if people get to this point right here, they've done Mm -hmm. it. They've done the fall of Rome. You did it. Yeah. Should it be hashtag you did it? I was thinking hashtag who has no thumbs, but I'm open to any hashtags that we should, you know, I loved this when Rob was a podcast used to do this a lot of like, if you reach the end mm-hmm. of like a three hour pod, here's the hashtag. I feel like if you stuck with us, whether you did it in October, 2023 or well in the future, whenever you're doing this, if Twitter is still alive or a thing, Come to the Discord, whatever. Figure out a way to get us the hashtag, and I feel like we should figure out what that hashtag is. Rich.
1: Uh, gosh, yeah. So hashtag they were really did good. Pretty good. Using one hashtag. I mean, we can honor a uh, uh, loyal listener, Steve Kerrigan out there with hashtag You Did It. I was thinking, is it just like hashtag Pulo or Verenus? Are you a Pulo or are you a Verenus? That's already two I got hashtags. Two. Yeah. I yeah. See, so yeah. like I'm screwing up the whole plan. Or no, it's Grace. okay uh who's got no thumbs like that's viable i know you really
0: really like that guy i that did guy. Uh, yeah i like when a vander gets his thumbs uh yeah, yeah, torn yeah. off um is there a rome pun um uh oh with my home with my romies we, did we say this on a pod or did i say it off pod i can't remember he
1: definitely said it on a pod yeah give us a hashtag you know, ro- with ro- my room
0: ro- ro with my romies is pretty good R- o- r-o-m-i ro-
1: with my romies
0: yeah r-o M I E S, I think, my Romies. is. Uh, a-
1: I just will second the sentiment. Look, like the, the this as soon as like I heard rumors of this project, I was like, ooh. Yeah. I do love Rome. I yeah. have a lot of fun listening to this podcast, but I had even more fun being on this podcast, Grace. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like an absolutely fun journey. I'm sorry for all like the mix-ups, mistakes, and mispronunciations along the way, of which there have been many. Uh, that's part of like the joy of the journey. You guys, yeah. uh, we'll certainly like find a little bit more to talk about because I know that like we're pretty hype on Rome these days. But I feel like I've really reconnected with my roots in pretty profound ways, Grace
0: i yeah your, your italian heritage i don't think i have any i just have a roman nose. so yeah totally cool all right rich full plugs i think today because if uh you know potentially people we will be back i think with more rome coverage it won't be about the tv show rome listen well the adjacent at least um but uh where can people find you and what are you up to
1: Roma Jason McCormick yeah go hit it up I'm at DM Philly on all the places you can catch me over on Twitch and on YouTube I've had a bunch of VODs up of uh, Grace and myself and a bunch of our friends playing tabletop role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons I've been talking a lot about the Wheel of Time and Ahsoka on this podcast because Ray Stevens and Lindsay Duncan just uh, finished roles on both those shows of their respective seasons I can't hype up the Wheel of Time enough go scope it out if you haven't seen it if you enjoy this show if you love Lindsay Duncan it's worth it just to get to season two and get to her scenes. Uh, Ahsoka was cool. If you like Ahsoka, go watch Ahsoka. It's a good time. I'm talking about Tales from the Loop with you, Grace. We're talking Mm -hmm. about Yellowstone Mm -hmm. week to week. If you want another like fun, nonsensical podcast where Grace and I go into a very specific space and time in the world and discuss what's ultimately a bit of a soap opera of a television show, come join us for yellowstone it's pretty fun yeah. uh burrows and dimension 20 coverage with the great dr melissa wooder i don't even know grace i'm doing so much other stuff but like i'm sure there's something else out there i'm forgetting
0: yeah yeah um i'm covering our flag means death in the morning show and movies with ariel i think that's in addition to everything else and full spoiler recaps a new show with just sterling i'm on social media at high from grace and we will not be back tomorrow as we talked about rome every
1: single day rome fell